All right, welcome everyone to our weekly AMA. Uh, the date is the 24th of June. Uh, and uh, this will be recorded, so you'll be able to check it out afterwards in podcast recordings. So, lots going on. Uh, NFT NYC gave us an opportunity to really kind of get our research and everything started. Uh, so, I am in the middle of redoing all of the Discord channels and things like that, so that you'll be seeing that all soon. Uh, NFT NYC also brought out all the trolls, apparently. Uh, so, you know, no one's, I, I, I think no one's unfamiliar by now with the whole Yuga Lab scandal. Um, personally, we've taken the stance of, you know, we're good capitalists. We're also free speech maximalists. And so, provided those two things are not in conflict with each other, we'll continue to hold our assets in the Yugo empire. Um, but yeah, if we start to see, you know, that cancel culture stuff causing prices to fall, or if it actually does become revealed that any of that stuff has legs, I was giving the example before of Milady, you know, where, you know, where it really did have legs, right? That we were able to find out that uh, the founder was grooming, uh, a grooming predator. Uh, in those cases, we may have to sell our holdings and, uh, and then, you know, ask questions later. So, uh, we will be monitoring the prices closely, but as of now, there does not seem to be any reason for us to jump ship with Yuga Labs. Uh, in addition to that, there was some other drama, and it kind of got overlooked because I think we've all just become used to it. And that was the drama of insider trading. Now, legally speaking, it's not actually insider trading because the SEC defines insider trading as a security, and so if CryptoPunks is not a security, well, it's not insider trading, but that doesn't make it any less upsetting and annoying uh, because, you know, we, we got into CryptoPunks 8 to 10 ETH higher than we would have liked to if we had known, like, you know, the people the day before. So, uh, you know, that's annoying, but I think it's the kind of the price of doing business in the space. You saw it not so long ago with CloneX. Uh, you know, someone even said, you know, posted brazenly, like one of the people that was part of their marketing team, you know, buy Clonex and you'll understand tomorrow. Like, like it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Um, as to our budgeting and stuff, we have funds available for six months. We thankfully were able to sell out of ETH at 14, 20, 14, 40 range, 14, 50 range. So big shout out to MC who really gave us a lot of information there uh, and allowed us, you know, to, to, as a council, move very quickly in that regard. So we're always going to be keeping a float of six months for our expenses because you know the reality is a lot of projects are likely to do soft drugs run out of money try to get out of their kind of obligations to their community and stuff uh, and we're trying to be fiscally responsible while being aware that that's somewhat becoming the norm unfortunately in the space um regarding crypto punks for those who missed it uh, noah davis has joined the team he'll be heading the crypto punks brand I think that's quite significant because Noah Davis, despite being a young, strapping, charming lad, is more well known for uh, his work with the Beeple collections, right? He's, he helped Beeple get a lot of mass, you know, mass interest with the top 1% of the world and stuff. And so I think it's, it's, not, it's not insignificant, you know, that they headhunted the, basically the guy from Christie's who made it all happen and brought them on to, you know, their not into their board ape team, but into their CryptoPunks team, i.e. 
understanding that CryptoPunks is now fine art, archaeological art, pop culture, whatever you want to big box you want to put into, I think it's rather significant. So that, that's very important. Um, I've touched on this already, but I'll say it again. Uh, actually, I'll come back to that. Let's go through some of the easy things. Um, some questions have been raised this week, like Junior Cats, how will that work? So Junior Cats is still on the table. Uh, we are working with um, some sample art. It's got, our artist for that is going to be um, Caleb. And so we're going to be starting to work out some sample ideas once we finish up with the Goblin Cat stuff. Um, and um, the goal over there is really going to be to both get the aspect of longevity, but also, um, you know, ease of copying, right? Like, you know, like when you look at cool cats and moonbirds and doodles, they share the fact that they are very easy for people to copy, make derivatives of, um, remember and stuff like that. So we, we're going to try and, you know, go with an art style that is, you know, you know, you know the, the, the fat cat's art style is very much, you know, the, the pushing the boundaries of 2D art. Whereas when it comes to the junior fat cats, we'll be going with an art style that is much more simple and easily uh, adoptable. NFT Junkie, we will be bringing you up here at the end, so feel free to keep your hand up. Um, the cost of the junior fat cats is paid by me, i.e. in the initial mint of the Genesis, I set aside the funds needed for the art and for the contract, so that's all covered. The only possible expenses for juniors may be a bit of marketing, but that, 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 you know, that will be using our organic network and all the relationships we now have. So if anything, that will be minimal. Um, we're not looking to mint very quickly. It would be silly because the Junior Fat Cats is an opportunity both for further brand awareness, but also for you know, raising extra capital, right? Because as we've said, uh, there will be uh, 5,000 juniors, AKA a stock split for the current holders, but there will also be an additional 2,000 that will be sold to the public. And the goal is to be able to sell those at you know, 0 0.2, 0 0.25, something along those lines, so if our fat cats are not yet, you know, at 0.4 ETH range or something like that, or the market is not yet, you know, looking to raise more capital and stuff, it would be a silly, you know, waste. And so I think right now our job is to show proof of concept, show our consistency, show what we're building over here, and then we can look, you know, to a further mint, to a further capital raise. And of course, we can then decide what to do with those funds, right? Do we double down? Right? Do we just grow what we've been doing or do we you know, start to maybe look at, at the short list of up and coming blue chips and stuff like that? Um, and uh, yeah, we can decide that then. Um, the website and the Discord are getting their makeovers, as I mentioned at the beginning. Uh, we'll be adding all the sections for the researchers. You'll see an announcement really in the next day or two. Um, we're just making sure we you know, kind of being solid with all of this. Um, as far as branding goes, we've been having some powwows on kind of branding. You know, we've got our slogan, Fat Cats Richard Together, but we also wanted to kind of have like a mission statement. Uh, and right now the working, the tentatively the working idea is pushing the boundaries of value creation, right? Like a really short, sweet and to the point, uh, something that encapsulates what we're doing. So, you know, these, these protocols will be going to a vote soon. Uh, and we'll be bringing that all to you. Uh, and we're also working on some kind of marketing slogans that we can use because, you know, as we start to enter this bear market, 
or, or go deeper into this bear market and people start to um, have soft drugs and stuff, well, you know, maybe it would be fun kind of for us to take that opportunity to say, aren't you lucky that you held a fat cat? Or, or you know, remember fat cats is your sanctuary and stuff like that. So we're, we're going to be working on some of those ideas and we would love your input. Um, so yeah, and so in regards to that and regards to a whole bunch of protocol things that we've been working with on how we do our votes, what's considered time sensitive and everything like that, please expect some announcements and then some snapshot votes. Uh, and if you're still waiting for your call to come and get involved as a researcher, truly that is happening in the next few days. We're, we're nearly there. Um, then we've got the incubator program opening up. Escobar will be heading this program. Basically, the way we're going to be doing it is we're going to have in our ticketing system different kinds of tickets that you can open. And um, Ranger, to us to confirm if she's going to be heading this, but basically Ranger will be the first point of contact. People will tell their ideas to Ranger. If it, if it sounds you know, plausible and something we could get our name behind, then Escobar will have the next meeting. If he thinks it's great, then he'll bring it to the council. And if the council thinks it's solid, we will then create a whole plan and put it up for a snapshot vote. Uh, we also have Palpable working over there. Palpable is creating the, 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 the Order of the Golden Claw, which is a program for uh, our current mentors to get that extra level of polish, right? Like ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen, or the clefts to all that you find in a lot of hotel groups. We're trying to up our standards so that when we start to put together teams for these different projects that are looking for community managers and things, you know, any of you that wants to be hired can be. Uh, and I think that'll be awesome. Um, okay. Um, another question that comes up a lot is distributions, and uh, this gets me into the whole, you know, kind of soul-searching that we've been going into uh, in the last, I think, couple of weeks. You know, as, as this market has got uh, clearly less comfortable than we would have liked maybe four months ago, i.e., you know, it's, 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 it's almost dangerous to, you know, to, to not call projects that have not yet reached a certain critical mass anything but what they are, i.e. projects with good ideas, uh, I think that we've had to reframe how we look at things, right? Right now, you know, I, you know, when we originally started tooting fat cats, we talked about big caps, mid caps, and small caps. You know, where I'm at now in terminology, and, uh, you know, we've kind of back and forth on this on the council, is that you have blue chips, which are those that have already reached kind of a critical mass of brand awareness or have the special honor of being archaeological NFTs or have already started producing something that is making income and have shown how that's going to benefit the direct holders, right? Anything that is not that may be on our shortlist. Moonbirds is on our shortlist. VFriends is on our shortlist. Doodles is on our shortlist. There's a number of things that are on our shortlist, but we have to be very careful for our long-term hold that we marry ourselves to projects that have already shown viability and sustainability in the space. You know, some of them like Moonbirds get an honorable shout out because they have enough of a war chest that we're not concerned they're gonna go bankrupt. But I think most projects right now or many projects that don't fall into that category do have a real chance of getting into serious financial trouble right now. You know, I know from behind the scenes that a lot of projects are burning through 50, 60, 70K a month, you know, building out what they promised or paying their teams and stuff. I know a lot of founders now are 
you know, musing over with their lawyers, where they stand, you know, what's their obligation, stuff like that. Uh, we've already seen this week, you know, a few projects that are, seem to be doing soft drugs or trying to transfer over. You know, Billionaire Quixote Cartel started a while ago, started trying to transfer over and find a buyer. They have not succeeded. Uh, we saw uh, Fluffy Felons. Um, is it Fluffy Felons? I think it's called Fluffy Felons. Um, you know, basically say they kind of have to redo everything and everything they promised has to be rethought through. Uh, and, and I think that's going to become the norm. And so we're, we're taking this approach of, with our long-term holdings, we are going for the projects that have already crossed over to a certain critical mass, uh, and that's going to be called a blue chip in our eyes. Uh, and, with, and then on the other extreme, we can therefore be more aggressive when it comes to arbitrage and, and using our whiteness opportunities and the incubator and so on. Uh, the incubator, of course, we have to be careful from a brand point of view, right? Like we can't afford our first one or two incubator projects to not succeed because that will look very badly on that entire program. But when it comes to things like whiteness opportunities or arbitrage, and by arbitrage we define that as, you know, like Doodles is a perfect example. We could have bought in at 9 ETH, sold at 15 ETH. It's an arbitrage of the volume and the news cycle, right? As opposed to marrying ourselves long term. Now, of course, we say this term long term, but getting into Hugo Labs, long term in this space can mean two months, right? Like if the market starts to pump or the market starts to fall or something specifically is happening with Hugo Labs, we can certainly you know, take an opportunity to sell out, maybe buy back in a dip, etc. But what we mean by long term is we've bought in with the intention, like Warren Buffett does with Coca-Cola, that we're marrying ourselves to this ecosystem and to these projects with the assumption that they're going to keep outperforming the market. However, we're not scared to pivot if we see a, a need to pivot. Um, yeah, so a lot of those kinds of guidelines and how we buy and stuff like that will be... Uh, coming out in the next vote, uh, because uh, that gets us to, to our own drama this week. You know, the, the whole noun situation was not ideal by any means. Um, you know, I think, I think we can all agree uh, that, you know, even those that were supportive of us actually being in nouns, and there was still almost a 70% vote, uh, you know, in favor of it, um, the protocol was not done well. There was a lot of confusion on the council side. I'm to blame for some of it. Uh, some of the other councillors have agreed that, you know, they could see where the confusion was. So on a protocol side, it was not appropriate. On a allocation side, you know, we had talked about these mid caps, small caps, big caps. We didn't have a vote on that because of the time sensitive nature. And I really do genuinely think that nouns is time sensitive because there is so few holders and so little liquidity on that market, and yet the prices have been sneaking up. So, you know, I like to fall back in this case and say nothing supersedes a direct vote, right? And so I think that what, what is important over here is that the direct vote was put to all of you. In other words, it was time-sensitive, but not time-sensitive enough that we didn't have time to have a whole direct vote. And so that's how I kind of feel comfortable with how that went down. Uh, I also am really proud of... of, of the fact that, you know, we've preached being a free speech maxis uh, and we actually accomplished it, right? There was a lot of kind of, you know, verbal blows thrown and a lot of people's strong opinions. And we managed to do that without, you know, people rage quitting and leaving and all of that. I've had to make some apologies. Uh, you know, I'm also human. But I think all in all, we've created a really special culture over here. 
uh, and, and that, that can't be understated. I also want to uh, really give a shout out to the counselors and to the mentors who are, you know, pretty much working for, as volunteers uh, because that is what allows us to be, you know, so much in such a better financial place in so many other projects, right? We've got this enormous team uh, and yet we can afford to weather the storm because let's face it, a lot of royalties are probably going to dry up now and, and do so for quite some time. And the fact that, you know, our expenses are less than like 4,400 a month um, is, is wonderful. And, 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 and we need to never stop, you know, thanking our counselors and mentors for doing so, but also being sure that when there are job opportunities, uh, we, you know, we give it to our people first, right? So when we do have the incubator and advisor needed, you know, this could be paying gigs for the council members. And so too for the mentors who want to kind of go and be, you know, collaboration managers, community managers, et cetera, et cetera. So I think, you know, we've got a really good thing going over here. We must not lose our momentum. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to people like Poseidon who have helped us um, set up a new reporting system that will be coming soon so that people who have asked to be able to see what we're currently holding and everything can do so easily. Uh, and also has helped with the security uh, we've got our Raider cats who have been amazing on constantly reminding everyone on Twitter that we're here. Uh, I also want to give a thank out informally to those who've already started doing things like education, like Dr. T. Uh, you know, this is all really important and we're going to begin to formalize it uh, and use our catnip and stuff as well. For those who've been asking about things like distribution, we are going to put in a bylaw that every kind of like eight weeks or so, a vote can come up. Uh, I think for the beginning, most people are going to vote no. Firstly, because, you know, there won't be much to distribute. And secondly, uh, because I think people do want to see us compound that growth and see where we can take this, right? This is, we're in our building stage. Uh, and thirdly, because, you know, it will, it, it will trigger a taxable event if we vote on a distribution. Um, also, um, you know, people are like saying, hold on, if we're parking so much of our funds in these big caps, where will the income come from? Firstly, I want to say that, you know, I, I think those who have been here from the very start can testify to the fact that Fat Cats, first and foremost, was about capital growth, right? That, we, that the premise of Fat Cats is we believe strongly in the NFT ecosystem, and we're using this to heavily park our funds into projects that are going to have outperforming levels of capital growth and capital appreciation. I think that remains true. But I think the way we're looking at things now is the capital gain side will come from those long-term holdings, right? Like chasing that 1%, whereas there should still be good income opportunities from our royalties, our arbitrage, our whitelist opportunities, and the incubator. And so I think, you know, what, what we're really removing somewhat is the middle, right? We're saying that a lot of these uh, projects in the middle are not worthy of being our long-term portfolio, but that doesn't mean we can't use them for arbitrage, right? As I mentioned, you know, Doodles is a perfect example of a great arbitrage because the floor is somewhat high, right? So we can take a big position. And secondly, if we're left holding the bags and Doodles, not the end of the world, right? Like when I say that I'm concerned about Clonex and Doodles, I'm not concerned that they're going to go to zero to model. I'm concerned that they haven't actually clarified to us 
what their monetization process is, right? Like right now, if I want to be involved in, in, in CloneX, I may be better off buying Nike stocks or Adidas stocks in the case of Adidas, because there I know I'm a shareholder. And if there's capital growth or dividends, I'm going to get them there. Whereas it seems to me from all the communication of Adidas and speaking to the founder of Lacoste and watching CloneX, that all three of these, you know, brand projects that are probably going to succeed in creating merchandise uh, that, that links in some way to Web3 and NFTs, these groups view us as consumers and they think they're selling us a luxury product. They don't, you know, and their, their drops, their valuable drops that they've been doing only continue to hold value if they indeed, if the genesis holds value, right? That's kind of the dirty little secret with constant drops. Uh, you know, drops can often hurt the Genesis collection. Go look at Karafuru, right? And so if the Genesis collection gets hurt, then the subsequent drops become less and less valuable because they're just kind of watering down the ecosystem, right? In order for more drops to be valuable, other people need to want to buy into that ecosystem. So, you know, I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I, I'm very happy that Clonex and Doodles are doing what they're doing. But I can be happy with them without saying, you know, that we need to buy into them now. Uh, but we can definitely, as I say, take those arbitrage opportunities. The same goes for V Friends. I'm convinced that Gary V is probably one of the most important people in the space. Uh, I truly think he has, you know, done single-handedly more for NFTs than most people combined. But that doesn't mean that the product that he has created, V Friends, is a product that should be considered a blue chip when he has again, time and time again, pretty much implied, although he has stated that he's, you know, his Genesis holders are his most important people and he wants to make their money, he has also implied that, you know, the utility of the V friends is access to a certain number of conferences and access to him, right? It, it does seem to have an expiry date that may constantly bring the price down over time. So, you know, as much as I believe in Gary V, I don't yet know if he's made a product you know, that is something I would want to be into. And in this case of Moonbirds, similarly, I think Kevin Rose is brilliant. Uh, I love speaking to Ryan Carson. We're going to be working with him closely because he's, he's chasing, you know, new projects coming out for his fund. Uh, but I, I don't feel they've yet communicated to me how Moonbirds is creating a product, a metaverse high rise that is needed, that is missing from the ecosystem. I think, you know, the other side, I, I feel that with Hugo Labs, their communication is not amazing. And it's partly because the NFT ecosystem prefers mystery. Mystery seems to pump prices. But at the same time, I feel they've given us enough information for me to be able to say, and with all of you, that the other side product is probably going to be quite viable. And in addition to that, holding board apes and mutant apes have, you know, stood that test of time become valuable brands in and of themselves, right? Urban wear, flexes, and so on. With Moonbirds, I'm watching it closely. But as I say, as of yet, I, I need to know some more information. Because again, back to that previous point, people are, are giving Moonbirds a high floor because proof has a high floor. If either of those factors change, then who cares if Moonbirds keeps giving you drops for nesting if those floors are not sustained, right? It can cause a spiral effect. So. That's where we're at, everyone. That's kind of the core points. Um, I, think, I think this market's going to be stressful for a while. I do. But I do think there are still a lot of money-making opportunities for us, especially on the arbitrage front and on the whitelist opportunities front. 
I think we have a strong network. I think we're going to, as we start to you know, put together the research squads, have an outsized advantage with our network, with the founders I know, with the quality research and traders we have over here to take advantage of a lot of the movements in the market. I mean, we've already, I've already made money and the Dow hopefully too has made money just from ETH movements, right? So, you know, I think this is, it's very important to uh, be cautious in a market like this and be conservative with long-term holds. But when it comes to kind of the short-term things, I think there's a lot of opportunities if we're not greedy and we're careful uh, and uh, we, you know, we're humble. And when we lose opportunities like the doodles, take it as a learning experience and, uh, you know, don't take ourselves too seriously. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, Bella Parker, if you want to add anything or we can open to some questions. Um, the only thing that I'm going to add is I'm actually going to ask a question that's come up a few times in voice chat um, or even in just general chat. And it's going back to the junior cats. Mm. So if they're going to be listed at a price lower than Genesis, uh, what is the benefit to like, what is the benefit of us listing it lower? And what do benefits do Genesis holders have over junior cats? Great question. So Genesis and, and, and juniors have the same utility. I think the part that gets confusing is that, remember, you're all, for every Genesis you hold, you're going to get a free junior, right? So, um, you know, if you can minus that from your Genesis in price, right? Like we're trying to, we're trying to give people an entry point that is lower than the Genesis because, you know, when we do our marketing and when we do our whitelist for that, we're going to be trying to find people that believe in fat cats, but we're just like a slightly lower entry point. And so by giving you a stock split, let's say your Genesis is 0.4, at a minimum, then it's worth 0.2, right? So if we're charging for the junior fat cat 0.25, you haven't lost and they haven't won kind of thing, right? Like it's like a neutral max benefit, especially because I'm not pocketing the funds the DAO is, right? It will be another 400 ETH raise for the DAO. Does, does that answer the question, Bella? Yeah, no, it, it totally does answer it. Thank you. Okay. Um, all right. Did anyone want to raise their hands? Park, you want to add anything? I could say without a doubt that was a great explanation. It's all over the floor for questions. Yeah, we, we, we're getting there. You know, it's like, it's funny because when I'm shutting up, the, the floor is pumping in fat cats, right? Because... You know, it's this funny thing. People prefer a little bit of less news. <laughs> we're almost we're too hyperactive and busy over here. And now we can kind of get back to the things that I enjoy, which is sitting with my DGen friends, doing some trades, looking at the whitelist stuff. I can finally have my own channel to write about, you know, offer opinions on things. Uh, so this is, this is, you know, I, I wish it was under happier terms, right? Like we weren't doing this into a bear market, but hey, we minted into into a terrible, <laughs> terrible set of weeks. And so this is, you know, it only goes up from here, right? Like we're having to make these really hard decisions in a very tough market. And I think we're doing it beautifully. Whereas a lot of other projects were born in the happy times and math wealth times. And, uh, and, and now, they're, now they're starting to get scared. So I think, you know, it's better that we were forged in the gates of hell uh, and now we're starting to put out our research and our plans and, and our building uh, because it really only goes up from here, even though I do think we will see a, a kind of a couple of months 
uh, maybe even a couple of years, it's possible, you know, if, if 2008 is anything to go by, we might go sideways recessionary-wise for quite some time. Uh, I do want to mention again that we've got our pine loans. You know, in difficult times, you know, people might need a little bit of liquidity. Um, so do take, make use of that if you so wish. We also have, you know, pine now, pay later. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of like if you want to start, you know, not overextending yourself to buy, be able to buy a fat cat, um, you can do so, you know, by, by putting down half the money and then paying it off later. So that's where we're at. Uh, I see Escobar in the crowd. If you want to bring yourself up, cool. If not, not. Uh, but basically, those are the core points. And we will have the newsletter going out as soon as the council's had a chance to review it. Uh, I'm trying to get them that by Friday morning these days. Uh, it's a long one. It's a long one because I think, uh, you know, when, when you're dealing with a tough market like this, we have to start using new terminology. Uh, and, and I say to all of those in projects that you love, start rem removing your emotions, okay? You know, if you can afford to be in something like Magic Mushroom and stuff and you really love the community and that's where you want to hang, that's fine. But I think people also need to start becoming more objective with their bags. Uh, and a lot of you may be holding bags that it may be worth taking a loss right now and getting out of some of those mid-tier or lower-tier projects that have been promising for so much time and may be at risk of, you know, soft dragging, going bankrupt, having to readjust. Uh, because, you know, when those announcements start to come, that they're laying off half the moderators and mentors and things like that, that, that will not bode well for the floor. And so if you think the floor is done now, you know, just wait until the transfers and soft drugs and things start to happen. So I'm not trying to scare you, but I, I do want to keep, keep things real. Uh, you know, we just did see with fluffy felons this week, the floor tank. So, yeah. And if you are thinking those things, don't, don't hesitate to reach out and chat or, even DM one of us and let's bounce some ideas off and dive into those projects together. That's, that's not a problem at all. Absolutely. My only, my only heavy bags are crypto champions. But, you know, I got so much out of that with partnerships and, and, and investments in the crown capital and all of that that I don't care. And it's so low now that, I, you know, it's just whatever. I may as well keep it in my hidden folder. But, you know, many of you, I'm sure, are holding projects that are at 0 0.1 or 0 0.2 and may have been a half a ETH or something. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's worth consolidating and getting some cash back and uh, doing the work as a good DJ and joining us in the voice chats, and doing some funny plays and possibly making some money from that. So that's my thoughts on that. But yes, you know, start to be prepared because I think, I think in the crypto world, we're going to continue to see a cascade effect. Um, I think we will see a cascade effect, unfortunately. Uh, so, you know, we will start to see people that we didn't think were overly leveraged causing problems. Uh, a short mention note on that for those who are buying into the Crown Capital seed round, for example. Bancor did reach out today. Our liquidity pool is for sure opening still, but uh, they haven't given us a date yet because they are, you know, they have temporarily suspended their uh, impermanent loss insurance. Now, Uniswap and so she's what don't even give impermanent loss insurance, but they are trying to be conservative right now, and we are likely to see some cascade events. Uh, and in the NFT space, 
uh, I, I strongly think, you know, people will start to see three things. You'll see outright rugs and soft rugs. You will see founders trying to transfer their projects over to the community and stuff. And you will start to see layoffs. Uh, and it's the middle one kind of that trying to salvage an operation that I think may actually often cause uh, the most problems. So just be aware uh, and just try and, you know, get your emotions in check and get yourself emotionally ready. Because I, 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 think, I think, you know, it, we do have to consider that. Okay, any hands, any questions, any hands? You can also uh, tag me in Cafe Voice Text if you have a question. And if you'd like to raise your hand, you're also welcome to raise your hand. We'll bring you up. Um, people are looking for Alpha on, on Goblin Cats. The Alpha still is 2, 3, 5, 10, 15, 20. But I'll add a little bit more to that. Uh, legendaries are also important. So that's the Alpha for that. There will be another post today and then another post on Monday. And then the whole week there'll be... Uh, actually, they'll post today and then a post on Saturday or Sunday. That will end the first kind of set of hints. And then we'll start the, the following, we'll start the next serious outlays of you'll start to get the idea of what's really going on. So we, we're having fun with that. Caleb has done some beautiful artwork again. And I think we've come up with some very original uh, DGen ideas that haven't been done yet. Uh, you know, it's always like kind of pushing the boundary a little bit, right? Like when it comes to, you know, creativity uh, with gimmicks and stuff. So there's gimmicks, utilities, you, you'll start to get the idea. But I really do not want to say more because this kind of project benefits from mystique and discussion and uh, hype. So, but I, we're having fun with it for sure. Uh, okay, I see two people have asked questions. Beeves asks, will there be a general outline of what you're looking for regarding projects? that will have a chance to join the incubator. We're keeping that, it's a great question, Beavs. Escobar was back and forth, back and forth on the idea of, should we do a form? And we came to the conclusion, we have enough mentors that are willing to volunteer to help with screening, that for now we're not gonna be doing a form. Uh, we want projects with any ideas to just come forward, and then um, you know, they'll have an initial conversation with Ranger, and we'll see if there's something we can do with that. So, uh, yeah, yeah. That's how we're handling that, Beavs, because um, I think otherwise we're going to be missing out. Now, I, I, do want to, I do want to mention that for those who want to do official derivatives, the process is a lot easier. Just reach out to a counselor, i.e., you know, we're CCO now, right? You, you can copy our art if you desire, but if you want to do an official derivative and get our blessing, just reach out to a counselor. If we think it fits our brand, if we can monetize, if we can do something with you, we will be more than willing to help. That just needs a council vote. But if it comes to, you know, full-blown incubator connections, that's going to require a lot more discussion from the council. And then at the end, the formal DAO vote, you know, because it, it, it affects our overall brand. So if you've got an idea for a project that you've been working on, 
you know, bring as much concept ideas as possible. We'll have a ticketing system open soon, uh, and we will kind of fumble in the darkness together, see how that goes, and maybe fine-tune that process. Well, I'm sure we will fine-tune it over time. Um, Baller, there will not be, uh, there is a great question, but no, they are, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not creating different asset classes like that. And the reason is it just gets super confusing at times. Great question. But we really, you know, we really thought about this at the beginning that we did not want multiple voting shares and kind of hierarchies within the holders, right? Like once we finish with, 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 you know, Genesis and juniors who have equal powers, then it's up to the DAO if we start to make further products you know, maybe a further fund or a specific fund to do with coins or something, we can set new standards. But for the core fund, we didn't want to have multiple different kinds of voting classes and stuff because it really does start to get too confusing. I think we've got a lot going on here already. Uh, and there's a lot of ways people can get catnip. The juniors will definitely get catnip, that's for sure. Uh, because, you know, we'll also probably be getting a lot more white spots, you know, via allocation. They always look at the size of your communities and holders and stuff like that. So, yeah, juniors will be getting their own allocations of catnip for sure. But, yeah, we're not, we're not making combo perks uh, at this time. Maybe we'll do some surprise things for combos. Like if we do some free drops of things, maybe we will look at combos. I love that Board Ape takes in that into account. But, yeah, when it comes to catnip and voting powers over here, we're keeping it you know, very clear. One fat cat or one junior equals one vote. Okay, any raised hands? No raised hands? All right. Okay, so all of this is being recorded and uh, the newsletter is pretty thorough this week. Um, so, you know, I'm sure you all have lots of questions from that. Uh, and we'll keep the discussion alive. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw this to a close and we can head on over back to the cafe. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I've been getting more rest. I think people have noticed. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying getting back, you know, getting into my geeky mode where I can do research more uh, and, and spend just a lot of time bouncing ideas and philosophizing with all of you. Uh, and, um, you know, that's kind of the silver lining of a quiet market. A lot of projects are kicking down their mint, you know, down the road. And so that, you know, almost that hyperactive energy that was here during, you know, the era when, when um, Moonbirds was minting and VFriends and stuff and other side has calmed down a bit. And so it's fun to be able to uh, get back into philosophy. So thank you all for joining us today. And uh, yeah, yeah, it really is an honor and a pleasure to be building with all of you. And uh, see you back in the cafe. Um, Bella, Parker, anything you want to add? Nope, that sums it up for me. I'm always open, so hit me up. Awesome. Okay, so then I'm going to get back to doing, uh, doing the, the fine-tuning of the Discord now. And uh, yeah, let's draw this to an end. Bye, everyone.